Welcome back, beautiful people. It is another episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers, and I am the bad boy of paranormal himself, Dalen Spratt. And I am the one and only, the Marcus Harvey. And you know who it is, last but certainly not least, it's the paranormal poppy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Why did his voice have to get way deeper than everybody's? That was unnecessary. That's just like my little interlude. I've been working on my album. Okay, gotcha. When's it drop? Today's a special day, Jamal. Man, today is literally the last episode of season three. That hurt. That really hurt. I almost shed a thug paranormal tear, man. You couldn't see it coming down your eyes? But listen, man, I can see it coming down your thighs. <laughs> right. This is wild, and I wore shorts today. And they are riding up your you, thighs. You know Come on, how you can't say anything are? else about my thighs. No I got, more. I got one more. I got one more then. Let me get mine in. Get your in. My man came in here with his compression shorts lower than his shorts. That lets you know he wanted the thigh meat out. <laughs> Yo, man. Man, you know what? I Tell me this real quick, though. What's up? Tell me some of your favorite moments from this season. Mm. I'm going to go back to when we talked to Van, and he thought he heard his dad calling him mm-hmm. when he was hunting. What made me laugh about it was I never looked at Van as no hunter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what stood out in that story. I thought Van was like a vegan. He always gives me vegan vibes, not to kill. But I, I was like, okay. My man out here... Getting his gun on, you know what I'm saying? What's been your favorite part of the season, j Bass? Massachusetts. I thought you was about to say something. Else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Massachusetts. Yeah, man. Yeah, that I'm, was a... Uh, I'm glad my... Uh, <laughs> that was a funny moment. But I think we had some good guests this season, man. Like, I just think overall, we just talked to some really cool people. Yeah. Dan was, was dope. Yeah. Mo mm-hmm. was dope. Who else? Ashley Ray? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was solid. Yeah, I think one of the coolest moments for me was a story we heard when Buddy picked up his friend from the gas station and oh, took yeah. him to the cornfield. Oh, yeah, the doppelganger, Dylan Park. Yeah, and realized yeah. that Buddy was still at the gas station. <laughs> so he left his friend <laughs> right. at the gas look, station and thought he was riding with him. I think the funniest part about that story is the fact that he literally had this freakishly out-of-body experience to where he thought his friend was in the car with him, drives back to the gas station, Sees his friend and is freaking out, and his friend is just like, "You left me." You know what it reminds me of? Y'all remember that on Wolf of Wall Street when he's like, "I drove back to the house. I don't know how I got back." <laughs> right? <laughs> they said he had an interesting trip. <laughs> hey, y'all! But look, man, on today's paranormal story, guess where we're going? Where we going to the West Side, baby? The West yeah, Side. Yeah, yeah. We headed to California. Yeah. Where we going in California, buddy? Man, literally down Sunset Boulevard. The Strip. What's over there? I think I know. Okay. You seem very confident, Marcus. I am. So tell me what you think. Nah, nah. I don't I don't know. <laughs> he had no idea. He had no idea. I felt, I I felt like guess. I knew what it was. but No, but this is actually right up your lane, though, man. We're actually headed to the famous comedy club. It's called The Comedy Store. What? Oh. I know The Comedy Store, man. You've been there before? Yeah. Have you performed there before? No. Okay. okay. But I should. Well, did you know that they say that the... Comedy Store is actually one of the most haunted locations in the country. Yes, that's why I haven't performed there yet. <laughs> you know what? I got a whole bunch of stories about the Comedy Store that I found, man. But we're going to wait a minute. We're going to get into that a little bit later. And we're going to actually chat with the one and only Rodney Perry. OG. No, man, listen. Rodney Perry is literally a legend in the game. He's a stand-up comedian, an actor, and was co-host of BET's late-night talk show, 
and the same show that me and Jawan worked on, mm-hmm. The Monique Show. Look, he's going to share his thoughts on this club and his own paranormal experiences that he had on the road. Hey, man. Ronnie is one of my OG homies, man. That's You know, I was his head writer on this show. Mm. I was the only writer, but... So you gave it self-titled? I sure did. I, I did the work. I wrote all them jokes. Head writer, baby. Man, it's going to be a great last episode. I think it's actually dope that like Rodney Perry is our guest on the show, and he's like the common thread between all three of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure, for sure. But you know what, y'all? Now it's time to get into the nitty-gritty of this comedy spot. You see, the comedy store opened up in 1972, but before that, it was called something else. What was that? You jumping in? You paying attention today, huh? I am, man. <laughs> no, literally, it was called C Rose. It was a nightclub, though, and it opened up in 1940. And for nearly two decades, this place was bustling with Hollywood's elite. I'm talking about everybody from Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., James Boy. Dean, and guess who else? Who else? Even Marilyn Monroe. But listen, that's the type of old school glamour energy that ran rampant in C Rose, man. Man, I guess you partied with all them heavy hitters and had to be the time back then. You know they was doing some crazy stuff. That was back then. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe and Sammy Davis. Yeah, you know what? But you know, it's even said that famous gangsters like Mickey Cohen and others just always came up in there. I'm talking buying tables, buying bottles. They had their hands in all kinds of things from money to gambling to even taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Supposedly. But they say that the basement, this is what they say now. They said that the basement was used as a torture room. Seems like it's always the basement. I mean, because you can't do it in the attic. You, you can't do or it. Or you can't do it in the front of the house. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that, ma'am. <laughs> you need a, a table for two? Got yeah. you right now. And all you hear upstairs is, God, I, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Uh, please, please. I got your money. I got your money, Cecil. I got your money. Yeah. It ain't working like that. You see, C-Rose closed around 1957, and the mob association with it ended right then and there. New people came in, reopened it as a rock club, but then that closed after a few back-and-forth business changes. Then the comedy store is what opened up in 1972. I'm talking about all the comedians came through there. Everybody from Jay Leno, Arsenio Hall, and even Richard Pryor took the stage there. And it literally to this day continues to be where newcomers and seasoned professionals perform and to come to catch their big break. Marcus, I would pay top dollar to see you on the stage of the comedy store. What is your top dollar? Let's just start. I will give about seven dollars. I give about seven. I was going to ask what your top dollar is. Yeah. That's a different budget. He's just trying to hype you, but we would definitely come see you. I'm going to do it. We're going to make a trip out to L.A. and go make this happen. Because then we got to do an investigation, too. You know that's what's going to happen, right? Of course, we wouldn't go out there for nothing. <laughs> I thought you just said you wanted to go see me on stage. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Dang it, God, <laughs> No, that's if we're going to do an investigation. But think about it, fellas. So many famous people have been coming in and out of that place since the 1940s. Like, it would definitely make sense to think that, you know, people see, feel, hear, <laughs> like all type of stuff in that place. Yeah, but what exactly are they talking about? You know what you want? I thought that you would never ask. But look, the people that work at the comedy store have said that they, like, hear footsteps, They'll hear doors suddenly being closed, whispers. Bro, you could you imagine I'm about to get through my set and the door just slammed like that? Nah, dog. Nah, dog. I'm tripping. Think about how many people probably have been deterred from doing comedy <laughs> before they even started because of the ghost. So you saying the ghost is kind of like a, a scouting agent, talent agent. It's it's a paranormal talent scout. Okay, gotcha. Paranormal talent. PTS. But listen, famous actor and comedian Joey Gaynor talked about his experience on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. I know y'all remember that show. Any story that was told on Unsolved Mysteries was a horror story, just because of the music. 
only the music. That music made me feel like somebody was in my yes. closet when I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries. It, it don't matter what the episode was. It felt like you was going to get kidnapped. Never watch it in the dark. But you had to watch it in the dark. Because that's what time they played it. And we didn't have DVR back then. But you know what? They said during the early days of his career, he was actually a doorman. And one night, while closing up the spot, he turned off all the lights. He got ready to lock the doors and saw two candles lit on the table. So he did what anybody else would do, blew them out. So he went back to closing up the place. And when Buddy turned around, the candles were lit again. But at this point, he figured maybe he didn't completely put them out. You know, like them birthday candles that you blow? The trick candles. You know, and some people ain't got good breath. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. They ain't got good blowout breath. Sometimes their breath ain't hot enough. Have you ever met somebody with cold breath? I have. That's weird, right? They're usually a ghost. So look, Buddy goes back, and he blew the candles out again. And he turned around and walked away. But all of a sudden, the air got really, really cold. Sure enough, when he turned around, the candles were lit again. So my man was like, all right, man, stay lit. I'm so, leaving, man. Hey, <laughs> like, I'm already lit. off the clock. <laughs> I'm already off the clock, dog. Hey, you got two tries. You got, hey, brother. man, listen. You want to keep it on, obviously, for a reason. Right. I'm going to get out your way. They promoted Tony last week. <laughs> I ain't doing no extra work. <laughs> ain't doing no extra work. For y'all? Heck no. Nah. <laughs> Look, man, other people have talked about hearing piano keys playing in the distance, seeing apparitions, hearing noises coming from the basement. And some say they even seen a bouncer named Gus who worked there during the 1940s. And he's dressed always in a suit. Maybe that was just a, a dude bringing his lady to the club. <laughs> to the club? That's no, they, that's Gus. That's they I know that's a date Gus. night. That's just a date night. Hey, man, I wonder if Rodney's ever performed at the comedy store. Of course you know that man has. Well, we'll ask him about that and hear his own scary story after the break. All right, all right, my good people. We are back, and we are here with my OG, the great. He's gray right now, but he's amazing. That shows wisdom. The great Rodney Perry, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we go way back. Talk to, talk to us about it, y'all. Man, what was it? 2010, yeah. 11. Yeah. When y'all was styling me on the Monique show, man. And that was a great time, man. Y'all had me looking fly. Honestly, man, that was my first time working, like, behind the scenes in television. Juwan actually got me that job. Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lied to me and didn't tell me I was going to be driving around somebody. <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> all day. No, I said somebody needed assistance. <laughs> right. I just didn't tell you what those duties look like. <laughs> he said, you do got your Class C license still, right? <laughs> but no, nah, bro, when I tell you the Monique show was the best job I probably ever had in my life, bro. It was just so fun, like the, the environment that you, Rodney, man, and Monique, that you guys just created for us. Like, it was just fun all day long. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, like, Rodney and I, we worked together because I was responsible for kind of laying out the wardrobe that he had every day. And, like, we really built a bond. And you really, like, to me, a man is a tale of his clothes, right? And you took my little haberdashery and made it like some half fashion stuff with the accessories, the stuff you put with it. And I really learned a lot about fashion working with you, man. So thank you, man. Thank both of y'all for being great guys. Absolutely. Appreciate you just allowing us to, you know, provide that vision and and you was confident in us to be able to pull it off. So it was dope, man. Thank you. Well, I mean, that's all fine and well, but I used to be Roddy Perry's head writer on his TV show. Ooh. So though 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 there was only one writer. Cause it was like, well, I just spoke with your head writer. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> he gave himself a title. <laughs> sometimes like, you gotta, sometimes like, oh, you gotta okay. reach for your goals, baby. 
I'll be side me twin. <laughs> we side by side. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, Marcus Harvey made me look good every day. But you know, I'm gonna get right to it, man. Right? Listen, we want to know how do you feel about the paranormal? Like, are you the type of person that believe in ghosts and spirits and demons and angels? Like, what's your thoughts on it, and, man? You know what? You would be a fool to believe we exist on this plane alone. Mm. You know, and there's a few ways I've had brushes with stuff that I couldn't explain. I was at a comedy club in Sacramento, California, and I'm on stage and I feel something brush by me. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel something brush by me and I mentioned it from the stage. And so after I finished working, the bartender was like, bro, are you serious? Did you feel it? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. He was like, they say this place is haunted, man. And that, and the ghost lives on that stage. Oh, wow. And sure enough, it, it was as plain as me touching my chest right now. But it was behind me. He or it brushed by me. It was like it was a cool feeling. And I mean, I can crack jokes about this shit, but this shit was real. <laughs> Word. I feel it. Did it I stop your set? You. I just mentioned it. I was like, hey, who was up here? And and uh, that made the guy that worked there question me further. And he gave me a whole story and everything about somebody that had passed in that building. You said that was out in California, huh? That was in California. So I know you said you were originally from Chicago. Chi-Town. Yeah, Chi-Town stand-up. I grew up in the West Suburbs. And then you got family, what, Louisiana? Monroe, Louisiana. Monroe, Monroe. Louisiana. So my family's from the Gulf Coast and Mississippi. And so I'm curious, have you? did you grow up hearing any urban legends in Chicago or even in Louisiana about any paranormal? Well, you know, I mean, you know, you hear the Candyman stories. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Hollywood went, and went on to make a movie about this character, but... You really heard about Candyman, you and you, like I'm not gonna say it no more. Right, you've already said it twice. Like, even now, you've already said it twice. And then you know, urban legends step on a crack, break your mama back. You know, at, growing up in Chicago, you really would be like, "Hey man, stop playing." Yeah, that's real. So hold on, let me ask you this: around I want to go back to that story you said about you being on stage. What was the story that they said about the person that passed away there? Was it was it a comedian that passed away? Well, it was before that place. It became a comedy club, and the gentleman was involved in working there, and he had fell like from the rafters. Oh wow! And so I think that's why, like when it was behind me, it could have been coming down. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. a, like he a residual fell from the heights of the place and and uh, was killed there. And it, the rumors were that he was still there. Hey, Rodney, what about the comedy club on Sunset Boulevard? Are you talking about the uh, comedy store? Yeah. I've been in the comedy store. I, I get vibes in the comedy store. I haven't seen anything, but I was never in there by myself either. Right, mm-hmm. right. But that, that back room behind the main stage in the main room, I spent many, many days in there. It's really... Do you believe it that the comedy store is haunted? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just, it's just got a funky vibe. Like, dude, I mean, I think there are some of us that are more in tune to that stuff than others. And, like, I don't like going to Savannah. Savannah, yeah. Georgia was a slave port. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in Savannah, I can feel it. I can feel the death. Yep. I can feel it in the air. It's there. It's like, even today. Like, you know, and you hear people talk about Savannah. There's tons of research on Savannah and what that was and those people that were murdered in that area. So you can feel it. 
Even if you go to New Orleans right now, today, like I lived in New Orleans from 90 to 94. I know pre-Katrina New Orleans. Right. And pre-Katrina New Orleans was not the way it feels now. Yeah. So, you know, I think I may be in tune with some of that stuff more than others. And certain places I just don't like me. I won't go to Stone Mountain. Have you been that way all your life or... Is this something that you've gotten of age and, and have had experiences? When you're a younger person, you don't know what to call it. Uh-huh. You know, I'm by no means a psychic or have, you know, but then I have friends that say we all have some sort of psychic ability. But I remember like when, as a young man, right? And I would occasionally visit, like even now I'll pull up a tarot card app and see what's in the cards for me. I do stuff like that all the time. So I was going to visit this tarot card reader. I was with my son who's 30 years old now. And I was walking up the stairs and I said, no, I don't need to do this right now. And my son like pulled me like go. And so I really believe my son is kind of in tune with that stuff as well. And he remembers it. And he was just a little boy. Wow. Mm. See, I've had my run-ins with palm readers, man, and tarot card readers. When I was living in L.A., man, I had just moved to L.A. And I was walking through downtown by myself late one night. And a lady sitting on the side of the building had a sign that said palm reading. And she tried Mm -hmm. to get me to stop. And I just wouldn't. And she was like, the only reason why you don't want to stop is because your mother always told you that what I do is evil and to never listen to people like me. Yes. I was like, wow. You're right, lady. Do you know Pastor Spratt? <laughs> like, that's exactly why I don't want to talk to you. But she told me some things about my life in a short, short instance that just totally wowed me, bro. So she, she was able to get you to stop? Because she, she stopped me by telling me the reason why I didn't want to stop because it was spot on. But then she told me some stuff about my life, literally in like a three sentence blurb, bro. And I lost it. And yeah, I had I had to listen. This is what I know. There are good folks and there are evil folks. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't demonize tarot across the board or palm readers across the board. But there are some people that are evil people. And there are like I believe I've dealt with like demons. Mm. I believe I've crossed paths with demons in this entertainment industry. You talking about TSA or? I'm talking about somebody with very bad breath. That's a demonologist. That's that's definitely a demon. So when you say you operating in the world of entertainment, you feel like you've crossed paths with demons before. Are you saying from a perspective of just bad people or you feel like, no, that is someone with something attached to them? Well, Well, look at it like this. You can't believe in angels without believing in demons. Right. Mm hmm. Like, there's a supernatural war that's happening above us. Mm-hmm. And it's just above us. So, you know, you, I mean, we see movies and stuff like that, this subject matter. But that stuff is real, man. Roddy, man, we appreciate you taking the time to come on, talk to us. I know I just saw you a couple of weeks ago doing a little comedy yeah. joint. That was dope. But this is even better, man, to kind of have you on our project. It feels like a full circle moment. So, man. It is absolutely that, man. And again, it's an honor and a privilege, man. So, Rodney, my man, please let our listeners know where they can find you, bro. What's your social media? What's your handles? Hey, man, I'm easy to find Rodney Perry live on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Man, I'm actually even talking now. Uh-oh. So uh, we post comedy every day. Man, hey. dope, dope. OG, we truly appreciate you, man. We'll holler at you, good sir. Thank you so very much. Rodney Perry, ladies and gentlemen. Rodney Perry. Man, Rodney Perry. That's why I'm telling y'all, he's my OG, man. Rodney Perry's funny, man. He is. He, he is. has some very good insight, though. Right, yeah, like, bro. 
And I really, honestly, after working with him so many years, I really didn't know like he had like this spiritual past or even like these ghost stories. Deep into those, that's that, that's that Louisiana, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy just seeing, the, like you said, the full circle, us mm-hmm. all working together down the road. You know, these years later, so mm-hmm. amazing, 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 amazing. Thank you, Rodney Perry, for coming through. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, it's time for our game, you guys. Trivia time. The spooky comedy edition. Y'all know how this goes. I ask a question, and you try to answer it. Are you guys ready? Sounds like every game, but keep going. <sighs> Dalen, are you ready? <sighs> Dalen, are you ready? Man, shut up. Okay. I was asking myself. <laughs> can't can myself answer? <laughs> no, you can't. You got, come on, baby. You, you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Here we go. Question one. This person is a comedian and a filmmaker, had a hit sketch comedy series on Comedy Central, and a box office movie about a family attacked by doppelgangers. What is his name? That's too easy, bro. I feel like you usually come with like, and what Asian mountain range did the Galapagos turtles mate with the... I'm going with Jordan Peele. He's taking too long to answer. Okay, Jordan Peele for 500. You don't get 500. Jamal gets the 500. <laughs> My man was real dramatic. <laughs> real dramatic. Not, matter of fact, now you got the wrong answer. Jawan's answer was right. Yours was wrong. Even though it was the same answer. How about that? Now you're getting smart with How it. are points distributed in this game? <laughs> By my means. All right, man. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, y'all. Question two. Pugsley and Uncle Fester are two characters' names from the 1960s popular TV show that also had another character, Wednesday, whose self-titled TV series just premiered last year. What is the name of this TV show? You know what's crazy? Her name's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I know a girl named Leviticus. Leviticus. No, like, but how, listen, how he he's taking too long. The Adams Family. What? <laughs> thank you. Jawan. So y'all don't care about my homegirl Leviticus. Th- oh my gosh. Jawan, thank you. Thank you. Correct answer. Jawan too. Jawan. Dalen, are you not are, what's, what's going on with you right now? I was trying to tell you how Leviticus I don't want to hear about Leviticus. Good job, Jawan. <laughs> Staying on task. All right, this is the last one. Focus, Dalen. Jawan, keep it. killing. All right, here we go. This off-Broadway musical turned into movie is about Seymour. A florist shop owner and his demanding giant plan. Feed me, Seymour. What is the name of this horror comedy? Ooh, that's the one where Big, right? What? Big. Big what? The name of the movie's Big. Oh, my gosh. If I knew this one, I would interrupt. I was hoping that you guys knew I just one. didn't know this one. Y'all don't know Little Shop of Horror? Oh. oh. No. It feeds itself. No, feed no. me Seymour. No, yeah, y'all don't remember Little Shop of Horror? I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. with you, man. I've never seen that movie. You know, uh, Tashina Arnold and Tisha Campbell were in there. Were they? Okay. Yeah. Nice. In the That's actual dope. movie. And Rick Moranis. You remember Rick Moranis? Nope. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You remember Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah. That's Rick Moranis. Okay. The glasses guy. Yeah. So he was also Seymour. Look at y'all learning stuff on our podcast. Yeah. No, it look may at or you may not learning stuff on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, to tell, set the listeners up like, hey, you see what we do oh to y'all? We gosh. bring y'all the good. Oh, my gosh. All right, so. guys. Well, that's it, man. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this amazing 
season of great questions and trivia. Jawan, you've done amazing this year. As wow. I tally, as I tally the years. There should be Juwan, a comma there. Jawan, you did amazing this year. Juwan, as did you, Daylin. Well, here it is. Here it is. Jawan, your point total for the year of all the 10 episodes <laughs> is you got 17 answers right. Daylin? Yes, sir. How many did I get, sir? You are at a negative five. <laughs> I, I owe y'all some you money. Owe me some he owes us answers. Wow. My man owes me some answers. So good job, Jawan. Daylin. Oh, I don't know what you got to do. I don't know if you need to read more, <laughs> watch more TV or something. Do something. But, yeah, that's what we had this year, guys. Amazing time. Good job, guys. That's it for our game now, y'all. Now it's time for our listener submission. And this one comes from Shauna in Oregon. Roll that tape. Hi, guys. My name is Shauna. I'm from a small town in eastern Oregon called Prairie City. little backstory. I've been a paranormal investigator for well over 30 years now. We've had lots of crazy things happen in our own house, but I have a rule. I never investigate my own house. I know it's here. I already know it's haunted. The one story that sticks out the most was my son. He was about 16 and it was getting kind of late. We were both up watching TV and I told him like, well, you have school tomorrow. You better get up and you better go to bed. So he stood up, started to head upstairs and my son got to the bottom of the stairs And he turned to say something to me and his face went white. His eyes were huge. And he says, mom, I'm like, yeah, he goes, don't move. And again, he says, no, but seriously, mom, don't move. I see movement out of the corner of my right eye. And I just kind of glanced as much as I could. And out of my peripheral, I see the burgundy of our curtain. So I jumped, (laughs) I whipped around And I'm looking at my chair just as I see, and it was so fast, where the curtain is. It is right at the back of my chair, and it's a face being pushed into the curtain. And then the curtain falls. Like, it is snap fast. It is so quick that I started to be like, I started to question, did I actually see that? And I looked at my son, I'm like, okay, what did you see? And he's like, mom, there was a face pushed into the curtain. And I'm trying to stay calm. And I just look at my son, I'm like, okay, all right, that was not cool. You know what, bud? We are just going to leave everything on. I'm not walking back over there. We're going to bed. And he's like, okay, all lights on upstairs. I'm like, all lights. <laughs> We're just going to bed. The whole house is going to be lit up. <laughs> I said, I will mess with the curtain tomorrow, and I will see if I can figure out what, what caused that. But tonight, ghosts, have a good night. Leave us the hell alone. We're going to bed. And that was it. <laughs> and we went to bed. So that's my story. And I just want to say, you guys keep up the awesome work. All of it, the podcast, love it. Shauna. Shout out to Shauna. We appreciate you out in Oregon. Let me ask y'all something real quick. Mm-hmm. She said, as a paranormal investigator for over 30 years, shouts out to that, though. That's amazing. That's amazing. She said she doesn't investigate her own house, right? Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Have y'all ever investigated your own house? No, no. I ain't never even mm-hmm. cut on a piece of equipment in my house, bro. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Uh, yeah, give the people the real reason why you don't do that. I don't want to open up that door in my seemingly safe space. Okay. What about you, Joanne? Um, it's just not, I like to have peace in my place, and I feel like that's just stirring something. It doesn't seem peaceful to me. Like, if there's a ghost in there and it's making itself known, then we're going to have to cohabitate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You investigate your own house, Marcus? 
Uh, yes, all the time because I have crazy kids and I'll be wondering what's getting into them. I, this has to be another spirit that jumped into Kingsley. Nah, it's funny you, you said that. I had a uh, last week, bro. It's <laughs> so I went out on the patio and uh, the patio door closes, right? Uh-huh. I can see Axel, you know what I'm saying, through the window, right? Yeah. Axel comes to the patio door and uh, we laugh through the patio door. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, I go to open the door, and the door is locked from the inside. So wow. I don't know, right? So I'm like, Axel can't reach that the the top lock mm-hmm. to lock the door. And so I'm locked out on the patio. I literally just stepped out on the balcony, bro, to like literally look over to see if my car, like I heard the alarm going to see mm. if it was my car. To right? see if your car was. That's your business. My point is, <laughs> I was out there for one second. The door closes, it's locked. I'm thinking Axel locked me out, but I'm like, she can't reach that top lock. Can't reach the top right? lock. Bro, I had 1% battery, man. So I called her grandmother who stays like in the next neighborhood over. And I literally had enough time to say, I'm locked out, come over. So she comes over, comes in the house, opens the lock. Y'all, I'll tell you, I, I literally spent the next three days trying to figure out how this door locked. And I started getting really paranoid because I was like, Axel cannot reach That's this right. lot, bro. It was only me and her. And I was like, what if all these stories we've in- investigated, all these houses we've been to in prisons, I was like, what if something has came home and like, that's the start of it. Like you're, it locked me out the house and it's inside with my daughter. That's going to be the start of it. I don't know where it's going to end. Where does yeah. it end? Man, I don't know. It freaked me out. Did you get anointing oil? Man, listen, we were little. We were on the road to do all of that, like flying my mom in to like pray over the place, yeah. all of that. And then I literally looked across the room, man, and I saw Axel by the door. Tell me why she hopped up on her tippy toes and could reach the lock, <laughs> but but did like a little hook shot, <laughs> and, and her finger can clip the lock just enough to turn it to turn it. <laughs> That's funny. You was about to get your whole house pregnant. Hey, we was about to provide an exorcism. An exorcism? No, I know. I, you was gonna exercise the crib. You. Now you found out your daughter locked you out. Hey man, listen. She got she got some athleticism to her. Oh, guys. hey, she got a future. That's funny. She got she got, she got a, a future. future. She got a future. Her parents both are professional size enough to where she could be a professional somewhere. <laughs> doing something. Doing, doing something. something. <laughs> yeah, I ain't doing that for my house though, y'all. Oh, I, I can't do that because I feel like it would be me saying. You know, you know when you just don't want to find out the truth in certain things. Man, thanks, Shauna, for this submission because we know how hard it can be to be open about like what's going on in your own home. Yeah, Shauna, I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. your commitment to the paranormal community for 30, thirty years. Thirty years is a huge commitment. That's We've huge. only been in this thing what like ten, s- close to ten. Dang, it's almost been ten years, almost man. 10. We're veterans. Thank you, Shauna, once again for your commitment to the paranormal industry and even for submitting your story on ghostbrotherspodcast.com. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you. After 30 years, this this is, this is has to be the highlight being featured on the Ghost Brothers Podcast. I would say so. It's, I would think that's probably up there with like meeting the president. Or Regis. Meeting Regis. <laughs> Regis. Meeting Regis or Kathy yeah. Lee. <laughs> yeah. And listen, guys. No, Don't cry. Right. Don't no, cry. No, I'm all right. No, listen, guys. Y'all, we're going to sign off. And that's it 
Wipe your eyes. That's been a great season, y'all. Thank you guys for listening to the Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. With yep. your guys, the Marcus Harvey. Bad boy paranormal himself, Dalen Lorenzo Sprizzat. Yeah, and you know who it is. Last but certainly not least, it's Jawan, the paranormal poppy. No, nah, we but love y'all. Bro. I All love the legends. Yeah, just the fact the that listeners. people just they just love to hear us rant and just get these thoughts out, y'all. I love it. I love y'all. To all of our, what do you call them? Legends. Can y'all rate our podcast one? And can y'all please comment anywhere you listen to our podcast what you would like to be called? We're in a day and age where you can make that decision. Do you like being called a legend? Or do you like being called an urbanite? Mm. I like urbanites. You like Urbanite? Sounds like a stone. What you think? Do you think they like being called listeners? <laughs> ah, that's so just Listeners sound so passe. <laughs> right. Okay. okay. And uh, these guys have been with mm. us for three seasons. Mm. So, yeah, all my legends. And Urbanites. And, and legends. I don't like either one of those for the well, record. We, don't, we didn't ask you, but brother. We didn't ask you. No man with his thighs out. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all. Sheesh. Do make sure that you tell everybody about us. We love you so much. Thank you so very much. Peace, love, and paranormal. PLP. Ooh, and as the lights start twinkling. The lights in our studio starting to flicker, guys. I guess the ghosts don't want us to leave. Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is produced by Neon Hum Media for Discovery+. Plus. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. For Discovery Plus, our executive producers are Michael DeSalvo and Ali Reed. At Neon Hum, our executive producer is Shara Morris. Our lead producer is Cheris Satchel. Our associate producers are Navani Otero and Ann Lim. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Our engineers are Hans Del Shee, Max Unruh, and Lila Williams.